Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another awesome episode of The Row Show. Today we got the hype train for the third World Cup, uh, the Lucerne World Cup coming up, and yeah, it's, we got, it's quite a big regatta, so we've got a lot to, to speak about. Obviously, Jake is off in Switzerland racing, so today I have a rowing legend, Roger Barrow, uh, the, the old coach of the South African rowing team, and he's got some serious rowing knowledge. So I'm sure we're going to be pretty excited to, to watch the racing after we hear what he has to say. So welcome to the show, Rog. Cool. Thanks very much for having me on the show. Yeah, you've been on the show before, though. Must be episode one or two or three. It must have been two, I think. Yeah. What episode are we on now? We're on oh, just 80, 80 something, I wow. think. Or, well yeah, done to you so guys. It's going going pretty good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All under control. So yeah, we had to today to speak about the third World Cup, the Lucerne World Cup. But let's just take a step back and just quickly chat about uh, Henley, which was last weekend, which was incredible, unbelievable. Such awesome racing. Best regatta in the world. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the, the way that they are televising it and showcasing it is is really something special nowadays. Um, you know, to just be able to turn on YouTube and watch this amazing racing basically the whole week is so cool. Yeah, I think, you know, when Steve Redgrave came and took over as the new chairman, everyone sort of had their doubts where it was going to go. But, I mean, it is certainly now the best regatta in the world. And ha- adding the extra day. You know, before Henley was on from Wednesday, now it's from Tuesday. I mean, you glued to your screen from Tuesday all the way until Sunday evening to the finals. Yeah, and they um, you glued to the screen, but there's also there's so much more racing each year. They're adding more and more events, and it's just really cool. And I mean, this I would start with the schoolboy race was incredible. Even in the the the, the semifinals, it was starting to to really spice up there. Yeah, I think Radley and St Paul's that semifinal on the Saturday. Um, obviously, it's close to our hearts having John Gearing as the South African coach there. But uh, I thought Radley were exceptional, um, how they just hung on. Um, I mean, and, and rode through Eton yeah. um, in that finish. So it was great. There were a lot of crews getting rode through, though, down the track. I thought so many crews going up, getting the lead early, and then really coming apart through the middle of the race. Yeah, I think with that extra day of racing and the headwind was pumping. I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it was a stiff wind. And I think everyone sort of took a bit of pace with those three days and still had another three days of racing. Yeah. And then, I mean, the which which race would you call your highlight race? Oh, gee, where do you start? I mean, you know, the, the Stewart's four between GB a foot off the Aussies. Yeah, I which, think that's, that's the big one. That's a big one. Um, I mean, the eights were good. I mean, the GB eight was impressive. And it was interesting looking at the eight and the four, how many Oxford Brooks tri-suits there were. Um, you know, the Oxford Brooks program in the UK, um, in the eights and, and their successes at Henley, they're really turning out so many athletes for that GB squad. But it was so cool seeing how many were in that eight and that four. And I think the big thing for me was really the length that the GB eight and four rowing, where they were quite calm off the start, and they just hit this killer rhythm, and uh, the cruisers couldn't really stay with them. I mean, they put that Aussie four under pressure, um, which no one has yet. Um, so uh, we look forward to the season ahead with him. But I think the extra distance down the track, the you know the extra <laughs> two hundred meters or, or so down the down the track is going to definitely play into the 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 chasing crew against the the Aussies because they always seem to be running out of a bit of gears towards the the last few few meters of the race. Yeah, so I think they'll do better at at Lucerne maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. But you know, GB squad is that four. I think it's their their third boat. 
you know, if you look, their their pair is really good. I think one um, they've got two pairs that came first and second trials, and they've stacked the eight with all the rest. And then the four sort of what's that athlete um, sort of ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. But that's so what's so impressive about, yeah. uh, and you're just talking about the the depth of some of the clubs. But that's where the depth of the cl- of the national team is coming from because they just churn through new athletes, and you know they're still right on the top, still performing so well, rowing so well. And I think the crews that had the confidence to kind of take it a bit slowly in the beginning, get the length, get the rhythm. That's where we saw so many crews coming through in the second half of, of the race. I yeah. mean, the, and the British made the mistake in the Ben's pair. They went out too quickly and the, the Kiwis struggled a bit on the steering. And then once they, they hit the stride, then they, they came munching back. And it was really interesting seeing the technical aspects because that GB pair in the first World Cup were really long, had a slow start and sort of rode the field. This time they went out much harder, but then the Kiwis <coughs> sort of hung on. And the Kiwis have got this sort of punchy, um, quick-turning rhythm. I wouldn't say they're very long relative to the British, but they were just able to turn speed. I mean, tough nuts, those Kiwis, as we've always seen in the past. I mean, that race threw them down to a T. So that's going to be really, really good to watch uh, come Lucerne now again. We're going to get another another take of it. The other race I thought was so good was just the women's pair. (coughs) Um, I mean, that women's pair, I I saw they're not racing the World Cup, and I, I saw them rowing as a club. They're not racing it with the national team. Yeah, but I'm it, quite upset that the oh. that the, they're not that the whole of the US, all these US crews that we saw at, at um, Henley, all going back. Yeah, and we're not going to get to to see any US crews at the at the the Lucerne World Cup. No, that's really upsetting because yeah. it's them. It's uh, the lightweight women's double. I mean, for lightweights to win at Henley, and they took out some good heavyweight doubles. Um, and little Josie yeah, has moved you've, across. And you've taken lightweights to Henley oh, before. Yeah. It's it's not easy. It's never easy. If the tailwind's blowing, you might have a chance. If it's a headwind, <coughs> you've got no chance. So those are, those American lightweights were great. And I think Josie, now being in the UK, US, if I'm moving from Amsterdam, you can already see his work with... I mean, he's definitely the best lightweight women's coach we've, we've had. And you can already see his work showing a lot there. Very, very cool. So is that your, your race, though, the men's four? If you if you someone hadn't watched um, if they hadn't watched Henley and they were going back to to get a quick catch up, yeah, that would definitely be. I mean, some of the, the student racing. I mean, there were a, bit, a few clashes. Uh, Matthew Pinsent as an umpire. Um, I don't know how he always does, but each year he seems to get the humdingers <coughs> of of uh, a Cox's hand going up at the end or an appeal, and uh, you could see his face on the motorboat looking anguished on all the things <laughs> he was dealing with. But there was also the visitors four in the in the semi final on the Saturday where there's a clash and, and where there was going to be a re-row. But definitely the, the Stewart's four, um, just from Henley Racing and how close it can be. Yeah. So I think moving forward, you know, a lot of crews, you know, we used to do it a lot, is race Henley, move on to Lucerne, they, they're weak apart. It's just perfect for us. So, you know, the Australians are going to do the same and it's going to be awesome to, to see them going back into six-lane racing and seeing how they go. Uh, looking at Lucerne though, the weather looks pretty good. A little bit of rain Thursday, Friday, and then looks pretty sunny and there's not much wind over the, the weekend. So I think when it's coming finals time, it's, it's, we're going to have really pristine conditions. But what is it about Lucerne that is always such a, such a big regatta and such a perfect place to, to race? Yeah, it's something about Lucerne. I think the biggest thing we all love about it is just fair. I mean, that always comes out at the top. I think you're living in, in the city, um, everything's close by, 
Um, everyone goes to Lucerne. I mean, we've always said it, you know, winning at Lucerne or getting a medal is as close to world champs as you, you can sort of get it. Um, but it's just got that, that aura that it's the mecca of rowing and you always know that everyone is there and everyone's giving it their best. So it's not like World Cup 1 or 2 where a lot are missing, everyone's warming up. Um, it's, it's a proper regatta. Um, and I think leading off Henley with so many crews being in Henley, and we forgot to mention the Chinese. Yeah. Um, those Chinese quads, uh, we know that the Chinese women's quad is exceptional. Um, and that Chinese men's quad, now that they've taken that double out and put them in that stern pair, they were exceptional. So that was another good race to watch. But as you say with Lucerne, it's, it's just special. Mm-hmm. And when you ask any rower, whether it's the, the clear water, whether it's the perfect conditions, um, the Swiss are always quite pleasant. Um, <laughs> there's always good coffees there. So it's, it's, just a, it's just a great venue to be at. Yeah. And going back to the Chinese, they, I'm very excited to see what they're doing this week because at the second World Cup, they had a huge team there and really did some, some damage on the, the field. Then they looked like they had an even better Henley. So now going into the, the third World Cup, I think that we're going to see some big things and hopefully they take it forward to World Champs so we get some really, really good racing. Yeah, definitely. I think Steve Redgrave's obviously got a part to play um, being the high-performance director of, of China. But I think, you know, my experience as a coach and always wanting to go to Henley, it, it, it's just a different form of racing and really gives athletes really good areas on how to develop as, as racers. Um, it's definitely not fair. Uh, you've been yeah. um, racing down that course and hit a swan, and I think you took its neck off. Um, <laughs> had to do a racing start in the middle, but it just gives that element and gives scope to athletes just to gain more knowledge, understand that it, the world of sport isn't fair, um, and you're either winning or you're losing. So it's it's really it's really great in setting up. We've always looked at stats of who's done well at Henley, often do really well at um, at Lucerne, just with great race prep. Yeah, for sure, and. The oh man, it's going to be so cool to watch. I mean, just two full days of of semifinals and finals on this weekend. I think I'm not even going to leave the couch. Well, I hardly left my iPad over the weekend with Henley, so mm. I'm trying to see how is 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 Lucerne going to match up to Henley's racing, which it often does. Um, it really is exceptional, but you know, it's 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 so awesome. You know, we've been talking. There's rugby on. There's so, there's Wimbledon on. There's Tour yeah. de France on. But it's so awesome with the coverage we've got of rowing. We actually rowing is coming to the forefront. For sure. So, I mean, looking at some of the events, uh, obviously we're not going to cover all the events, just the big ones that we want to see, the ones we're looking forward to, and just kind of get everyone really excited to to watch the racing over the, the coming weekend. So let's start just straightforward with the men's single, because we're going to see Oli coming back in and see how, how he's uh, been training and how he fits in. And yeah, what do you think that the, the men's single is going to bring? Yeah, Oli, you know, Oli did well, Henley, and I'm so glad he went because we all know that he struggles with bad conditions, and Henley wasn't great. Mm. And you could see, you know, just with that side view camera that they've got off the start, you could see he really took quite a few wobbles. He never went very straight, but his power when he gets into his length just sort of took him up. So I think he would have gained so much experience from Henley just on his sort of armory of what he can do. We know in Lucerne the conditions are going to be good. It's going to be Oli's backyard, um, and he should be really fast there. But we've seen the French... Olympic champions um, from the men's double. They both in singles. Yeah. Um, the one came second in, um, in uh, the last World Cup. So I, I think it's going to go all Ollie's way. But um, they're good. Damien Martin seems to have found some form mm. and knocking on the door. And then Graham Thomas, who's moved out of the British quad. Um, I thought he was great in that first World Cup. Um, really consistent. He didn't race Henley. So uh, I don't think he was injured. I think he was just doing some secret training. Um, because the Diamond Skulls takes it out yeah. on, on the Henley Regatta. So he's going to be really good too. 
and then Chettle's not racing is pulled out. Well, Chettle, I also we also had um, the Dutch regatta um, the bo- uh, on the Bosman. That was also on. Um, I watched a bit of that, and I watched Kettle's semi-final where he got knocked out by the Swedish lightweight rower um, from Sweden. Um, and Kettle's doesn't seem on form at the moment. I think he has committed to racing, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. But I think he had an operation. He had a knee or operation. Yeah, another one. He's had a couple, I think. So yeah. maybe he'll just take a bit of time, and we'll see. I think he needs a bit of time, but I mean, he's a class athlete. So mm. I mean, he'll be back in full force by the time Worlds. He come. often starts quite slow, though, in a season. He does, and he's had a few operations. I yeah. think, you know, I've seen him, he's big, big on Instagram. He's always got that knee up bandage, so I don't know whether he had another knee up. Uh, yeah, maybe. But then going from the single, because the one we wanted to see at Henley was uh, Alex Hill in the single from yeah. Australia, and he was supposed to race and then injured. And then I think they're doing some selection there, and I think he's now not in that selection battle anymore. So they've moved him into the men's pair. So that takes us to the men's pair, which I think is the most insane event of the the whole weekend 23 entries and huge entries for the the men's pair yeah i think you're right and the men's pair it's so nice seeing depth and speed in that you know the men's pair has often been sort of as top five and you can predict those quite easily and then there's always been a drop but as you say we probably look at 11 crews that actually have really good speed yeah. you know all the way down to the spanish the serbians um the aussies are interesting you know they've got a new coach um, Ian Wright left. Mm-hmm. I think he he instilled the Aussie rhythm, if we call it that. And uh, it wasn't as defining at Henley. So it's going to be interesting what they're doing with their two pairs. But, I mean, Alex Hill is a phenomenal stroke. And uh, whoever sits behind him just has to hang on. Yeah, for sure. But then you also have the New Zealanders who just cleaned up at Henley. Well, not cleaned up, but they looked really good. Bowman and, and Strokeman of the, the New Zealand 8 from Tokyo. So they look pretty sharp, and the British, I think, will have a much better row at um, at Lucerne because they just looked a bit rattled there at, at Henley. I think they maybe went out a bit too hard, tried to take the race from the... Maybe they were a bit nervous to race the Kiwis or something, but they, they just looked a bit shaky, and then they kind of lost it in the, the middle part of the race. But I think with the six-lane racing, they will do a lot better. I think, I mean, it's a young combination. They were rowed at Cambridge, Um and you're quite right. I mean, the first few days of Henley, they look really slick and really good. But they, they just try to win that Henley race mm. too early. And I don't think you can do that to a Kiwi. I mean, they're as tough as nails no. and they're always going to hang on. So you, you're <coughs> quite right. They're going to be right up there. And then, as you said, there's so many other oh. crews like just backing it up. You know, the, the Spanish, the Serbians. The, the Italians, Abignali's in yeah. the back. I mean, he's bronze medalist behind you from Rio. So uh, He's got a new partner there. So and he's really good. I think those Serbians, for me, you know, they, 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 they before um, Tokyo, they had such great form. Yeah. Um, and then they had COVID issues. So I think they've really got a grudge out there. And they're just wanting to prove that they're actually one of the fastest pairs in the world. And they just missed out in World Cup 1 against the British. Um, they just couldn't hold on to that rhythm. For sure. And, yeah, I think that's... Uh, so for me, I really want to watch the the men's pairs, and we got Jake racing there, which is is always going to be good to watch. We'll be cheering from the side. It's quite weird not racing at Lucerne and not being there, but you know we we all make our choices. The on on um, pairs, so I saw two dropped out, so they're down to twenty three, which makes progression oh, yeah. not better. I mean, before it was just losing one. Uh, they had and 25 then everyone and then everyone's at least the quarters and it, at least it gets the seeding right because I, I mean those CDs seeding um, Gianni and Rosie May, May Gothling they're doing all the seeding we always um, always skeptical on how the seeding's done but no one's really raced so there's so many newcomers yeah. they don't always count Henley 
Um, so it's going to be really interesting now. I think it's winner of each heat goes through and everyone else in the rep. So are there going to be yeah. some death reps um, where guys are straight to the, the C and D and no, E for final? Sure. The, yeah. the reps are, are going to be killer. And also that's a, and it's a huge gift to the people that make it through. Cause yeah. I think if you make it, if you get a, like a decent heat and you can make it straight through, oh, you're in another changer. league to like another crew that maybe you were going to be tight with. That's going to get another race. Cause yeah. you know, over three days to race four times is, is really proper. And we looked through and we, we said there are 11 good crews. So 11 doesn't fit <laughs> so easily into, into those sort of first four heats. But then jumping across to the women's pair, also really some some interesting uh, entries there because we've got Bra- uh, Grace Pentagast racing again for New Zealand. Uh, new combination though because she's got the number six girl from the eight, uh, Kerry Williams. So that's going to be also really, really cool to, to see them race. How do and you think they're going to do? Grace was in the, in the Cambridge eight. Um, yeah, 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 she raced in the Cambridge. So, I mean, she was instrumental on that. And so it's so interesting seeing that she's done a lot of eights racing. Um, in the whole build-up of yeah. the season, not small boats. Has she gone back to New Zealand then? She went back after, back in March, okay. back to New Zealand. And obviously, I think, you know, Z- New Zealand rules are pretty yeah. strict. You've got to be back in the country. So I think that pair is going to be exceptional because she's done such awesome winter training and must be in great, great form. Mm. And um, and then there's a few other combinations that I'm interested to see. There's a Canadian uh, combination, but there are a lot of new combinations in the, in the women's pairs. So I mainly want to see if uh, Grace can hold their standard high and then who else can kind of uh, roll with them. I saw that the second Kiwi pair um, uh, in the stroke seat was a good, um, you know, you've got those Croatian twins. Um, mm. they always, they always um, good to understand. I think the Chileans are there, the Chilean pair. Um, you know, they were good in the first World Cup. Um, the, Brit- the Aussie pair. Is that a new combination or the same combination? And the Romanians are also pretty decent. Oh, Romanians are always going to be good. So... I, but it's it's kind of like we've got to see the racing to see who's going to kind of step up yeah. and who's going to go with them. But the, it's certainly... A, a, the a, Aussies didn't do so well in the f- second World Cup. Oh, They're yes. In the yeah. B final yeah. there. So, right. um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't wait to, to watch. It's going to be great. But it's amazing. It gives a similar feeling back to 2017, you know, on that Lucerne where there's so many new names. A lot of people are retired since the Olympics. And, you know, we've only out from Paris. I uh, know. Two, two and a half years. So, you know, these regattas, that's where, when you just watch what the British did at Henley, it was defining. Um, and it's interesting here, all these new combinations of who they're going to be the next generation of heroes. Yeah. In the women's single, we the person I wanted to mention was Emma Twig because oh. she was, I couldn't believe it when I saw that she was uh, racing again and then shame to get COVID and Miss Henley and uh, Lucerne is, is not great. And I think it would be so interesting just in what form she is. I mean, she's one of those people who just always stays fit. Yeah. I mean, she does these hectic bike tours around the world. Um, so it would have been great to see what she yeah. could she could do there. I think she'll be very fast because the, the rest of the field didn't look amazing. So I think that she, if she was racing, I think she would be Definitely a big favourite. No, and it was sad. Um, what's uh, the American Sculler? Um, she rode in the double at the World Cup and went back in the single for Henley. Yeah, I'm um, surprised that the Americans have not stayed for for Lucerne. I mean, it's a long way to travel, and to just stay for another seven days to to get another whole yeah. regatta in is makes so much sense to me. But you always know. I, I I think the American selection system has changed because normally they had to come to Lucerne to qualify, or they had to have a World Cup. But now maybe with a new coaching structure, they've got some better things in place. Mm. And then sticking on the woman, the the race of the woman that I'm always 
punting is the the women's four because I think that's going to be a, a good race. And like we were looking at the the GB eight looks like they've gone into the the two fours, so that'll be a really big standard to to set. But the Australians being there with Annabelle McIntyre, you know, you know that that four is is going to be good. And the Chinese seem to have up their their sweep uh, side a little bit in the last few few regattas as well. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, th- if those are the same girls that rode in the eight eight at Henley, that eight was phenomenal. I mean, how they they got through all those rounds really um, keenly, and then the final they absolutely destroyed the Aussies. Um, and that's a brand new British eight. Um, a lot of the commentating from Martin Cross was all about how it was sort of replicating what the girls did in Rio. Um, and it's a new generation of, of rowers. So it's great seeing. And having two fours in there, you're quite right. It's really going to push those Aussies. Aussies must be favorite, but that's not always a nice tag to have. Yeah. And then New Zealand also. So uh, we're going we're gonna to have good racing. And as what we've been saying, though, is that as this is now an Olympic event, it's just getting bigger and bigger. And each regatta is just getting, you know, it's that bridge between the eight and the, and the pair that's so important to, to have as the four. Exactly. The four that I'm sad is not here is actually the Danish four. Yeah. They were in Henley, and they were really powerful. Um, big, strong girls, and uh, it was to stand our crews just with the length they were rowing. Yeah, I think the, we're really missing the Dutch woman, and we're missing the, the Irish. There's so many Irish crews, and last regatta they won so many of the, the medals for the women's side that it's, it's definitely a big loss to, to not have the Irish uh, racing at this event. And yeah. do you think that's because of Europeans coming up? Yeah, so Europeans, I was talking to one or two European coaches and the funding they get from Europeans, there's no funding base off Lucerne and they've got to do well. And, you know, Europeans is in five weeks, four weeks time after Lucerne, so a month. So you can just see why certain countries aren't racing it. I mean, GB can manage all of it, but the smaller countries can't really. And do you think it's poor form from FISA to have Europeans so close where they like cannibalizing their, their own regatta? Well, I've never been a fan, being a South African, of Europeans because I always felt that, you know, we would always love a regatta between Lucerne and, and World Champs. You know, we always struggled coming home. It's winter, it's cold, there's no racing. So, you know, the countries that race Lucerne and can handle it and race Europeans and race Worlds, they just get far better racing um, when it really counts. So I think it's, it's strategically put in a good place that suits the Europeans. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm saying that bitterly. <laughs> no, that's great. Then going back to um, the men's side, the men's four is also um, a pretty decent race. I mean, the top, we just had the kind of highlights package at Tenley oh. with this huge, huge race uh, between these the, the, the Australians and the British, and now we're going to get it round two over six lanes. It almost feels like we're going back to 2016, two-horse race. Yeah, We're going back to 2012. Two horse race because I don't know if anyone else can can compete with them. I don't think so. You know, the British four in that first World Cup, you could really see they were just firing their legs. I mean, they were sitting in in, in third behind China for the first quarter. Um, the Dutch had gone way up, um, but they rode everyone down. And I think just that young crew has got a lot of scope. And how well they rode now, Henley. I'm so excited to see whether it is a two horse race. And we always hope the other crews. But looking at the names and who's coming through, it's going to be tough. Um, who's going to run with the Aussies and the Brits? And then. I mean, you mentioned the Chinese. Do you think they will have? Do you think? I mean, do you think they're getting better and better? Do you think they're going to have a, a better race? Because they had a really good race. I mean, I've never got on the line and been worried about a Chinese crew, and now suddenly we're seeing them with a four that can lead through the the halfway mark of a race. Yeah, look, I, you know, China's always weird. You you never know what you never. Uh, 
you never know what's really going to come. But there's no doubt their sweep rowing is getting better. We've seen it now in the sculling. I mean, they, they've got the two best quads in the world almost. Mm. Um, so the sweep pool must be good. And, you know, it was funny. I remember back um, at the qualifying regatta in Lucerne in, in, in 20 in 2020, last year, that they had a good Chinese four. But when speaking to the coaches, it wasn't the best four from their country. So I think if they get their internal politics sorted, and if these are two of the best fours, they're going to be good. No, for sure. So, but I, I mean, I still think I would put money on, I think GB are going to win world champs, but I think Australia still win this weekend because of the distance of Henley. That for me is like, you know, the Australians always have that strong start I mean, they haven't even changed much. Changing the stroke meant getting rid of Alex Hill hasn't really changed their race profile as much as I thought it would. And I think that they're still going to win this regatta, but I think the British will gain a bit of confidence and then come back at the, at World Champs to, to take them off. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, the Aussies, they've only raced one international race. That's Henley. There was no other rounds um, to see how good they really were. Yeah, um, yeah look, I'm still going to go Brits on the four on, on Lucerne. I just think they, they, they're going to grow in confidence as a young crew. You know, Christian Falco, their coach, he's, he's not his first rodeo. No. Um, he's done this a few times. I know he swallowed a bitter pill on that one foot. Um, he wouldn't talk to me for a few days, but <laughs> he was just so, so upset about it. But I think they're going to come out firing. But it, that, that's what makes great racing. Yeah. Definitely Aussies should be pa- favoured on paper. But well, the Aussies um, haven't lost. They've lost one regatta in the last how many exactly. years? Yeah. And that regatta, they fell apart completely, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I, it's going to be very hard. And the crew that beats them, you know, on their best day is, is going to be a world-class crew. And have the fours got semi, um, semi-finals? Yeah, they've got, yeah, they've 12, got so 13 great. entries. Oh, so yeah. that just makes for more racing and more rounds to go through. So, for sure, it's going to be, it's going to be great. We could see the Aussies and the Brits in the same semi, just on how the heats work, because they'll only have three heats. Yeah. So that's going to be fantastic. And then, Rog, I don't think we have too much time left so let's chat about maybe the men's quad or the men's double let's chat about the men's double and then we'll wrap things up because the men's double is quite a event at I the see moment event at the moment um it's our event of the year it's the the one we've spoken about the the most is Al- it although i think the sinkoviches are are taking it by the scruff of the neck and i think they're closing things up quite quickly so, you know, that was the other good race. I mean, the Aussies um, uh, did really well at Henley. And I know, we, you know, Henley's a, a river racing, so you can't always look into it. But their toughness, uh, that's the only crew I see that could, could rattle the, the Sinkoviches um, from what they were just dishing up at Henley. Um, they seem really gritty. They've got this, this really fast, accurate, hard catch, which you need in a double, which is the Sinkoviches we know are so good at. So I think they're almost coming with the same medicine. Um, and they seem two strong guys. So those are the only two that I see could maybe rattle the Sinkovich. Yeah, the other two for me are the French, but do they keep going into the, the, singles, in the singles? So we, yeah. we need them to come back, and, to come back. and row in the, the thing. But it is still going to be really good racing. And there are so many fast crews at the moment in the in the pairs. I mean, in the, in doubles. the doubles. So it's, yeah, it's going to be ridiculously cool to watch. Well, it'll be interesting with the, the Romanians. I mean, they showed really good speed. I don't know if that's the same combination. That's the only other crew that really stuck up to me. I mean, the Italians have been sleeping in the sense of we don't know what they've been doing. Mm. Um, they were pretty good in Petaluco, but I can't say they were amazing. Um, it's that's also a, hard to read into that too much. Yeah, it's too early. So it's a tough one to yeah. call. But, you know, 
and the Polish have been doing pretty well. Polish have been really good. Polish were really good when yeah. on their home water. Um, and then the, the, the Kiwis are here, um, and they should all be. They've always had a good double. So it for sure it will be good racing, and I'm sure the the Sinkovichs have will have a harder time than at so World Cup two. So what's your order there in the in the doubles? Okay, Sinkovichs. Oh, you always so straight up, straight up, straight up. They no, they they unbelievable. I was, the way we were speaking after the last World Cup, the second World Cup was their their ability to rise to the occasion is so impressive. You know, they get under so much pressure from the Polish in the first World Cup. Obviously, a bit nervous coming back into the double, and then they just cool. Let's turn on the taps for the second World Cup and just completely take that back from the the Polish. They had no chance in uh, the second World Cup. So I just think that they're so professional and they're such good athletes that I think that it's it's really really tough to they're to untouchable come, to come to come uh, close it, to you, them. You, you're hundred percent correct, and it's it's tough for any athletes trying to take them on. And I think you need a big nation country that sort of have the depth mm. and um, have the sort of philosophies and the, the racing culture behind them. Yeah. Um, look, I, I'm excited to see these Aussies uh, on how they'll do just from what they did at Henley. So, yeah, I think there's big racing and I can't wait to, to get stuck in and watch it, Rog. Let's give one prediction on the eights. One prediction on the eight. One, two, three. I mean, we haven't seen the GB up against the Germans. Uh, Germans won that World Cup against the Aussies not comfortably. But pretty straightforward, but um, can't <laughs> believe I'm actually supporting the British because um, they, no, they're not my favourite. Right. But anyway, I'm surprised. I think the British are going to win comfortably in the eight, and then I think there's going to be a big dice for second, third, fourth. So comfortably, we're saying more than a canvas. Yeah, <laughs> no, like half a length. <laughs> half a length. Yeah, Gee. no okay, canvases. Yeah. I think it's going to be really tight between the Dutch, are the Dutch uh, there, Australia. Are the the Dutch, oh, the Dutch are there. Are there. No, the Dutch aren't. I don't see them there. And maybe, I don't know what Germany and Romania. Be. Yeah, Romania I would say Romania. Yeah. But Not I think that race for second is going to be good. And I oh, think that the, the, the British are going to be up yeah. and winning. But that's what's so interesting about the season. Everyone's been doing their own regattas. Um, anyone who thought that COVID might have slowed down the mm. standard of rowing were no. so mistaken. Um, I think it's only yeah. got faster. But I mean, for the eights, it's, I mean, that's a lot of, it's a lot of entries. It's like uh, 10 or 11 entries into yeah. the eight. No, exactly. And I had to mention. Well, World Cup. Unbelievable. The Canadian eight have been doing really good training. I was in touch with one of their coaches and, I, I, and they weren't great at, at Poland, but they weren't off the pace. Yeah. So I think they, they an eight that's, it's a proud nation. It's always done well in the eights and they and they with their women of doing so well last, uh, last year, then I think that they, they have the bug yeah. and be able to maybe get that belief and get that chain going for the, the eight. Exactly. And I think the men need to step up and, uh, that eight's got some good people in it. For sure. Cool. Rog, thanks so much. That's awesome. I can't wait till Friday morning, nine o'clock. Yeah. Be glued to the screen watching watching the heats roll down. And maybe we can have you on for our breakdown, our regatta madness after the regatta. Sounds we'll see good. How we, we'll see how we go. But yeah, thanks for coming and sharing your rowing knowledge. And I'm sure we all are that much more excited to, to watch the racing this weekend. Exactly. And good luck to Jake. Uh, he loves the Rotsi. <coughs> and um, hopefully he goes well in his pair and uh, keeps the flag flying. For sure. Awesome, Rog. Thanks very much. And yeah, uh, for those of you listening, let us know who we missed, who you think is uh, going to be the, the big races for the, the weekend. And if you want uh, any inside information, go join our Patreon page and uh, go uh, find us there or find us on Instagram. 
and yeah you can even whatsapp me if you if you really want it so yeah enjoy guys thanks for listening and we're out ciao